صوت أهل السنة والجماعة صوت مركز الصحابة Ustad, it's a beautiful Wednesday morning. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasooli al-kareem. Amma ba'd, a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajeem. Bismillahi ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Rabbi shrahli swadri wa yasilli amri. Wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today, the 27th of Rajab, 1440, we focus on Surah al chapter number 64 of the Noble Qur'an. And this particular chapter comprises 18 verses. It was revealed in Medina Munawwara, meaning that after the Hijrah and migration to Medina Munawwara, all Allah Jalla in this surah and chapter informs us, He all Allah created you, فَمِنْكُمْ kafiru wa mu'min. Some of you are disbelievers, and some of you are the believers. And Almighty Allah created this entire universe. وَصَوَّرَكُمْ فَأَحْسَنَ صُوَرَكُمْ And Almighty Allah Jalla Wala made this human being the masterpiece of His creation. And thereafter Almighty Allah teaches us, Why is this day called يَوْمُ التَّغَابٌ يَوْمَ يَجْمَعُكُمْ Almighty Allah will assemble you. Maf Almighty Allah will gather and assemble you. Liyawmil jam'i for that day, the day of gathering. Zalika yawmu taghabun that is the day of losses. The people who are non-Muslims will realize what losers they are that now there's everlasting doom and gloom for them. The people of Iman, the people who are entering Jannah, they also, for a short period, they will feel we could have done so much more here in this world, so they will have that remorse and regret for a little while, and then they are entered into Jannah and Paradise. So all Allah speaks of both parties. Those people who brought Iman in Almighty Allah, they continued with the righteous deeds. They believe in all the articles of faith. Yukafir anhu sayyatihi. Almighty Allah expunges, erases the sins from them. Wayudhilhu jannat in tajrim in tahti alanaru khalidina fiya abada. Almighty Allah admits them into jannah and paradise. Beneath those gardens you will find the streams and the rivulets flowing. They will dwell and stay there forever. That is the supreme success. Those people who rejected, 
Those people who rejected all Allah, they rejected our verses, the Quran Sharif. They are the people who will be the companions of the fire. They will dwell and stay there forever. And what a horrible, terrible place to return to. Today, every person goes through challenges, vicissitudes, ups and downs, problems. So all Mahdi Allah teaches us, ma asaba min musibatin illa bi'idhnillah. There is no calamity, disaster, catastrophe, but it happens and occurs with the decree, with the will of all Mahdi Allah Jalla A very easy way to understand it. A person is going to the masjid, to the mosque, Allah forbid, Allah forbid. Then they meet up in an accident or they are going to visit some people in a hospital and then they meet somebody sometime in the accident. Allah forbid, that is a trial from Almighty Allah. Will you continue with your righteous deeds and actions? A person is going to the casino. A person is going to the escort agency. A person is going to meet his or her boyfriend, girlfriend. And then they meet up in a calamity, a disaster, hijacking, kidnapping, accident. So that is a punishment. But that also is a blessing in disguise. It is a smaller punishment, not the bigger one where death has occurred, so that the human being comes back to the right path. So that is the philosophy and the rationale behind calamities. Ya ladina amanu. O you who believe eighty-nine times, inna min azwajikum wa awladikum aduwallakum fahdaruhum. This phrase, O you who believe, mentioned in the Noble Quran in eighty-nine different places. Some of your husbands, some of your wives, some of your children, grandchildren, they are your enemies, so beware of them. Any person who wants us to indulge in haram, unlawful activities, that person becomes your enemy. Your wealth, your children, grandchildren, all are a trial and a test for you. How many times we bend the rules so that we want our wealth to increase. We want to please our children and displease Almighty Allah, displease Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who is there to give a loan to humanity to empower them so that Almighty Allah will increase the reward for you. This is a soft loan, no interest, nothing, for the love of Allah, for the love of humanity. So all Mahdi Allah appreciates all our good deeds and all Mahdi Allah knows everything, past, present, future. The knowledge of all Mahdi Allah is all-encompassing, all-embracing. May all Mahdi Allah Jalla make us from those who enter Jannah with flying colors and Jannatul Firdaus, it must be the best portion in Jannah. Fifteen minutes after five Central African time, you're tuning and listening to a Safina to Ilal Janda. We said, let's begin, inshallah, this morning. I've got a question here. says that Muftisab, this is from uh, Palm View. What is the actual meaning of Me'araj, the word Me'araj? Ustad. Me'araj, Uruj. Uruj means to climb up, to go up, to ascend. So hmm. Me'araj means the going up. 
So Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's journey from Makkah Mukarramah to Majlul Aqsa, that is known as Isra, in the beginning of chapter 17, beginning of the 15 Jews, the 15 Supara of the Noble Quran, Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-majjid al-haram ila al-majjid al-aqsa. So Isra, I-S-R-A means to travel at night. And then Mi'raj is from Majlul Aqsa, right to the seven heavens and beyond. So that is Mi'raj. So it is a three-part journey. Number one, Isra, Makkah to Jerusalem. Then after making imamat for all the Anbiya and messengers, wasalam, then the Mi'raj. And then beyond that, the Mukalama, Muhadatha, the dialogue between all Matyallah, Jalla and Mustafa, Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So these are the three parts. Was that someone is asking from Clark's uh, job that can one appoint some person from Makkatul Mukarrama to perform the Isaiah Wasiyat Hajj Badal? Was that? If it is a Wasiyah Hajj, the person upon whom Hajj was compulsory, and now he or she, for some reason, did not perform the Hajj, despite it being compulsory, then the fatwa and verdict is, then you must send somebody from the country of that person there. If that person belongs to South Africa, so you appoint somebody from here, and that person there will perform the hajj on behalf of that person who passed away, and the wasiyah will be implemented. Wasiyah mean to bequeath. So this is how you will implement it. However, if there was no wasiyah, and remember that that person didn't speak about it, then you can appoint a person from any part in the world, whether it is from Makkah, Mukarrama, Madina, Munawwara, and he or she can perform the Hajj, and then Narjullah, we hope from all Matyallah, ayyataqabbalahu, that he all Matyallah will accept that Hajj, because this is like a shortcut we are using, that the person is in Makkah, Mukarrama, he will perform the Ifrat, the hajj he will just perform the hajj on behalf of that deceased person so we need to draw a distinction in the case of wasiya where the, the person whilst he was alive and now he passed away he made wasiya he left the money 50 60000 nowadays because hajj today is very expensive so nevertheless we must remember then we will say it must be done from the country of that person but no wasiya from Makkah, Medina, anywhere you can appoint somebody and that person can then perform the Hajj. So we go to Hawik, it says, Assalamu alaikum of Tisab. My name is Ridwan. I am 15 years old in the coming month. I and my family have a lot of traveling to do, Muftisab. I am afraid that we wouldn't be able to perform our prayers. Please advise us, me some tasbih. And if you don't know on which side is the Kaaba, then what should I do, Ustad? MashaAllah, Ridwan, Quran Kareem states, وَرِدْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ When you have the pleasure of all, mighty Allah, that is the greatest thing. How come, my brother Ridwan, you're only 15 years old, but you're becoming so negative? In life, my brother, you need to be positive. Negativity needs to be changed into positivity, and not positivity into negativity. So now you are going to travel, going to America, going to Europe, going here and there. 
So what should you do, my brother? You can't be missing a salat, nor in safar and nor in hadar. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَىٰ صَلَوَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِذُونَ The true believers are those that who guard their salat, whether they at home or whether they are traveling. So you are traveling by plane, obviously. Today you know that if you just look at the computer, the TV screen, and you just put it on flight, that which direction you are going, and there, if you're traveling with Emirates or you're traveling with one, two other airlines, they even will show you after every 15, 20 minutes the direction of the Qibla and so forth. So remember, it's not difficult nowadays. And today you can use your own common sense, although common sense is no more so common, that which direction is the Baytullah, the Kaaba, Musharrafa, Makkah, Mukarrama. That's number one. Number two is this, every salat has to be performed on time according to the Hanafis. So you work on the time in the place where you are. And remember that you will stand and face Qibla and read Salat. I travel much more than you, Brother Ridwan. So you must remember, Alhamdulillah, we don't miss any Salat. And according to Shafi'is and Maliki's and Hanbali's, you can combine Zohar and Asr in Zohar time or Asr time. You can combine Maghrib and Isha in Maghrib time or Isha time. But Hanafis say every Salat has to be performed in its own time. You cannot be combining. So therefore, there is no Tasbih that you have to read and miss Salat. No, that type of Tasbih means nothing. You must read your Salat, my brother, and then make the Tasbih. So that is what Islam is teaching us. We can't be using something, Nafil, voluntary, and we say that, no, I will make Qadha of my Salat. When people miss their Salat, then they fear they will exit from Islam completely. And that is the verdict of majority Sahaba and Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, rahimahullah. When people must salat, deliberately, intentionally, they go right out of the fall of Islam. May all may Allah protect us. Well, then let us go to Vancouver. This is from Canada. It says, respected Mufti Sahab, I want to ask that whether women can wear, it says, imitation rings or bangles or earrings or rings or earrings made or iron or copper ustad remember sister this is a two-part question the first question will be imitation jewelry costume jewelry today when you deal with this fatawa and verdicts the people send istifta queries and questions and we have to answer so they ask can we wear costume jewelry imitation jewelry so all that is permissible according to all four schools so whether it's your bangles whether it is your lockets whether it is this that now we come to the second part and that is rings so according to the Hanafis, the fatwa is this for women, only gold rings and silver rings would be permissible. All this copper and brass and all that imitation rings, you should abstain from that. That is the fatwa verdict according to the Hanafi school. However, majorities or scholars, Shafi'is, Hanbalis, Malikis, very, very flexible on that issue. They say all these type of rings are also acceptable and permissible. So these are certain 
certain academic discussion. So majority scholars would say that the imitation jewelry and rings are acceptable. Hanafis will say imitation jewelry is permissible, but imitation rings one should abstain, and the lady should only wear gold or silver ring, and the men, according to Hanafis, only will wear silver ring only for the men. Ustad, we go to our very good friend, of course, Sister Natasha. Good morning, my senior mentor. And uh, she says that uh, yesterday was the first day of school and it was very, very tiring. Of course, this term will be a very short term. She says she wants to know, uh, my senior mentor, does God say that one religion will replace another? Does God intend that we would start with Judaism, then change to Christianity, then change to Islam? Ustad, my sister Natasha, excellent question from time immemorial. Remember, we you believe in Adam and Eve, we believe in Adam and Hawa. So it is the same. We say the first human being was Prophet Adam, Adam peace be upon him. Then his wife came, meaning Sayyidah Hawa radiallahu anha, Adam and Eve. So from time immemorial, the religion always was Islam. What do we mean by Islam? Islam means that a person submits himself, surrenders himself solely, only to the commands of Almighty Allah and there is no other idol, no deity, no human being, no creation is worshipped. You're worshipping Almighty Allah, Jalla I just give you a few examples of the Noble Quran and Almighty Allah teaches us مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيَّوْ وَلَا نَصْرَانِيَّوْ وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنْ الْمُشْرِكِينَ In today's world they tell us that they belong to the Abrahamic faith, the faith of Judaism or Christianity and the following prophet Abraham, Ibrahim, Abraham, whatever you want to pronounce it. So Almighty Allah teaches us Ma kana Ibrahimu Yahudiya Walanasraniya No was Abraham Ibrahim Nabi Ibrahim the Prophet Abraham a Jew no was he a Christian Walakin Kana Hanif and Muslima but he was Hanif one who turned away from all false ideologies Muslima he was Muslim who submitted surrendered to the commandment of Almighty Allah willingly, lovingly, sincerely Wama kana min mushrikeen and nor was he from the polytheists. So this is chapter number three, Surah Ali Imran, verse sixty-seven. So there you have it clearly. From time immemorial, the only religion accepted by Almighty Allah is Islam. Therefore, Almighty Allah teaches us in Dina in the Lail Islam, the only religion that is accepted by Almighty Allah was, is, will always be Islam. And remember Nabi Isa, Nabi Musa, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, Prophet Moses, peace be upon him. All of them were Muslim. None of them were Jew or Christian. The people, they deviated. And then they came about. If you study today, if you make a thorough, proper, in-depth study of Christianity, 
you will see that Saul came, S-A-U-L, and Saul changed his name to Paul. And are the people practicing Christianity or are they studying and teaching and preaching the Pauline theory, that is the teachings of Paul? So that is what happened. People came and they hijacked the religion. So you must remember, Isa, Jesus, peace be upon him, Muslim. Moses, Nabi Musa, Muslim. But people came because they had hidden agenda and then they chose that and then the people got divided and therefore all Allah teaches us look at this verse sister Natasha Surah 3 Surah Al-Imran verses 84-85 Qul say O Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Sallam Messenger of Islam Amanna Billah we believe in Almighty Allah Wama Unzila Alayna whatever was revealed to us the Quran Sharif Wama Unzila Ala Ibrahim whatever was revealed to Prophet Abraham Wa Ismail you say Ishmael Wa Ishaq and Isaac Wa Yaqub and Jacob Wal Asbat and their progeny meaning the Israelite prophets Wama Utiya Musa whatever was given to Moses peace be upon him Isa and Jesus peace be upon him and all the messengers from their sustainer nourisher provider almighty Allah we do not draw distinction among any one of them as far as belief go we say all of them are messengers and selected by almighty Allah not elected by Allah not elected by people but selected by almighty Allah However, this is from belief they were all messengers selected by Almighty Allah. But among themselves, they are different, different ranks. So Almighty Allah has mentioned this in the Noble Quran himself. These messengers, some of them, we gave virtue to them over the others. And that is mentioned in chapter 2 and verse number 253. Chapter 2, verse 253. Here where I mention about Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Isa, Jesus, all of them, peace be upon them. So, وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ All of us, all the messengers are Muslim. Clearly enshrined in the Noble Quran, chapter 3, verse 84. So every messenger, Moses, Jesus, Abraham, Ishaq, Isaac, Yaqub, Jacob, everyone was a Muslim. And then all Allah mentioned that Wamaya, this is chapter 3, verse 84. Now chapter 3, verse 85. Whosoever chooses a religion besides Islam, it will never be accepted on behalf of that person, meaning it will be rejected. And that person will be a loser and a failure in the year after. So therefore, our salvation and success lies only solely exclusively in Islam. Chapter 3, verses 84 and 85 will give you the answer, Sister Natasha. And remember, any aspect of Islam you study, you will see it is the natural way. Therefore, we say Islam for all and all for Islam. Islam is your natural home, Sister Natasha, Brother Marvin. 
think about it seriously. Mm. Subhanallah, Ustaz, Jazakumullah Khair. Thank you so much for the clarification, uh, Honorable, my senior mentor. Ustaz, let's go to the next one. Somebody's asking here, uh, this is uh, from Morningside. Muftisab, I would like to get uh, some clarification if one visits the sick in hospital, making good intention to receive its sawab. Does this count when you visit a non-Muslim? As I have families that are non-Muslim, they are still my family and close relatives. Do I disregard this, Ustad? No, you must keep ties with them, go and visit them, take some gifts for them, cheer them up, show them your Muslim character. All this you will be rewarded and inshallah you will soften their hearts and they will realize Muslims are the most sober people on this earth. Without fear of contradiction, we can announce any time that the Muslims, we are the most sober people on this earth. No wine, no swine. And remember that we need to show our Muslim character. I myself, sometimes I have to go to the clinic or hospital and I go and visit my family member and next to them there might be a non-Muslim deliberately intentionally I will go there how you brother how you sister how you feeling does that so in that way we show we haven't just come for our family and you can see that that person's face now is shining and glittering that look at this person they call us priest in Islam there's no priesthood in Islam there's no priesthood so that person will ask then you're a priest he say no we are just scholars of Islam and so forth they get so elated yes in your case remember you must go and practice on one sunnah every day we practice on a sunnah a teaching preaching of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam chapter 3 verse 31 Fattabi'uni follow me Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam immaculately yuhbibukumullah you become the beloved of Allah wa yaghfir lakum and your sins will be forgiven so you get the reward of visiting the ill you get the reward of enjoining the family ties you get the reward of cheering them up so a sunnah the hadith is mentioned in abu dawood oh ummah when you go and visit the ill and the sick Go in the state of hudu. It is not, see the wisdom, see the wisdom. Today when you go to the clinics and the hospitals, they will tell you, sir, master, please wash your hands. Too many infections. So we are Muslims. We're supposed to make hudu, ablution, before we visit the sick. Although it's not compulsory, but it's a sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa I see somebody's asking you, Ustad, what is Burak? Who is Burak? Is it a car? Is it a, an angel, a fast angel or not to start? You must remember that Burak means to move at the speed of lightning. It was in the shape of a Mubarak means of conveyance. We, we don't use the word like just ordinary animal, remember, nay, mm. because it is disrespectful. So we say Mubarak, Mubarak, Mubarak way and uh, describing it as an animal and so forth. So it is the Kudrat, Kudrat Kakarishma here, the manifestation of the power of all Allah. today men made things I sat in trains and all that that go 300 kilometers plus you must remember you sit in a plane you see what speed it goes and so forth so what what, what objection you got regarding the power of all Allah? look at the sun 
one sun and then S-U-N and illuminating billions of people one time. Did you ever wonder about that? Look at the 14th night moon and shining in its beauty and glory as though it is smiling at you. When it was the 14th night this month here, Rajab, today is 27th, the brother who's coming now to fetch me, I told him, look at the moon. Subhanallah, it was 14th night, it was super moon, so, so big that as though the moon is smiling with us. So that is Kudrat Kakarishma. That is the, the power, uh, the manifestation of the power of all. Allah. Inshallah, between 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock today will be blessed of marriage. 5 past 1 to half past 1 will be the tafsir of Noble Quran, Surah Mujadala, chapter 58. And inshallah, half past 1 to 2 will be tafsir, commentary of Quran from the archives. Make dua for us and the Ummah at large. Barakallah السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته